I'm Brandy. And I'm Renee. And welcome to Besties Podcast. All right, friends. I have a question yes. for you. Are you ready? Yes, yes, yes. All right. So I want to know your thoughts on having a prenup going into a marriage. I want to know your thoughts about that, whether you are a established like millionaire or even a hundred thousandaire or even if you're paycheck to paycheck but you have aspiring goals to have a business and you're in the works of working on a new business and um, possibly something that's going to be lucrative but you also mm-hmm. wanting to get married um, what are your thoughts of having a prenup nowadays because you know we're living in a new era um, more so than what our parents and grandparents and stuff went through. So I want to know right. your thoughts about that. What's, you, what's your take on that? Mm, that's yeah. a good question. Because mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever really thought about it per se, like for myself. But hmm. yeah. I've been thinking about it all um, the time. I don't know why. I should, <laughs> you know. Um, you never know. <laughs> yeah. I, don't think, I don't think I've ever thought about it. Like, I mean, I, I've thought about it, but not like thought about it. So um, prenup, well, I can see the benefit of both sides for sure, especially, you know, they say in Florida it's cheaper to keep her. I've heard that along the way um, with yeah, some right. of my, my coworkers. Um, I remember yeah. this guy was like, he's like, you know, it's cheaper to keep her in Florida, so you might as well just, you know, stay married because if, if, if something goes down, she's going to get everything. Uh, so in that sense of it, yeah, I do think, you know, it's definitely um, warranted and something smart to think about. Now, mm-hmm. I do understand that some people feel like, well, that's not love if you do that. Mm-hmm. But I do, but I get the fact that, you know, when you're in love and you're all happy and when you're starting off, things are good. So why not, if that's what you want to do, go mm-hmm. ahead, sit down and do your prenup while you're both, while you both like each other. Because if divorce happens, I don't care how off, how much you say I love you, how much I would never do this to you. It, listen, <laughs> listen, Linda. I have seen and heard how things get messy from people that were over the head, over over the heels, like just excited and in love with that person, and they went through whatever and got a divorce. I mean, they right. turned into like psycho Bob and Bobette. So yeah, um, from do that you think perspective, that it, yeah. Do you think that it would cause like um, put a damper on the relationship? Though, what is even brought up in conversation, like test the integrity of the relationship? Because, like mm-hmm. you said, even if you're lovey dovey and you put it out there, and neither one of you spoke of it at that moment, and then one of you brings it up, do you think that's kind of like, uh oh, the ultimate? what they're going to say, and if that's a deal breaker, if it goes left in conversation, you know? Well, I mean, I guess it could be. But I guess it it boils down to what type of communication you guys have um, and what type of relationship. Because I feel like – I feel almost like you can pretty much navigate through most things if you have Mm -hmm. proper conversation. True. And – and sometimes those conversations might include 
getting like a, a an unbiased third party and i don't mean like your homie or whatever i mean like if it's something <laughs> real deal like mm-hmm. okay maybe go to like a therapist or a counselor or something or someone just to kind of or a mediator at, at least you know um a pastor right. if you trust trust them or whatnot but just someone that you trust who's unbiased who can hear both sides and maybe help to kind of navigate you guys to um, a decision together. Like I think sometimes those conversations need to be had in in a place like that. Um, And so if you can have that conversation, I think it might be okay. Because I realize that prenups aren't just for like you were saying before, like is it if you're a millionaire or if you're just a mayor. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got it yet. You just there. <laughs> right. You're trying to do it. But just think about all the things that, that you come together as one um, when you become married. I mean, that comes to, like, your cars, um, comes to just um, different assets that you've created, maybe a house, uh, maybe right. some finances. Um, you know, I don't know how children are wrapped up in yeah. that, but... Um, I, I think mean, that's a I little just, separate kind of thing. I mean, it probably could be included, but it's that's a separate thing. But, yeah, I feel you. It's more mm-hmm. like an asset protection, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, hmm. A lot so of I people view necessary. it as putting it on the, you know, it's so weird because some people feel that it's putting a damper on the relationship and, mm-hmm. like, almost like a trust issue thing because they're like, oh, this love is going to last forever. But like you said, you know, it's been some nasty battles, like, years down mm-hmm. the line. Um, you know, Dr. Dre at this moment, uh, the rapper and his wife are going mm-hmm. through it, and um, she is trying to hang him out to dry, and now he's kind of doing right. the same thing with her and coming back, you know, and I'm just like, wow. Um, and also, it, it's so funny because I see a lot of couples that are going through divorce that try to contest a prenup, and I just was like, I thought it was airtight, and I'm like, how can mm-hmm. you even go after it and contest certain things? But I guess there are loopholes because, um, mm-hmm. you know, certain things aren't just as what it appears on paper. Because I'm just like, okay, we did this prenup, that's it, you know, boom. And I'm like, well, how are you going to say it's not even, they're going to try to find a flaw. I guess that's what it is. So you have yeah. to have it really yeah. airtight, I guess, for it Correct. to be valid. Yeah. Correct. Um, right, right. Definitely. Yeah. And make sure, like, I guess, according to the state that you're in, uh, make sure that, you know, it, it, it crosses all the T's and dots all the I's. You're absolutely right. Because at the end of the day, that's what lawyers do. I mean, they exactly. find certain loop, loopholes if they're representing you in that regard. Um, and, again, if you are upset, if you're um, in a bad place and, and, and that's just you, then you may, mm-hmm. hey, go that route and be like, hey, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make sure you pay mm-hmm. for how I feel right now, you know? Um, oh, that's a good thing because people are doing that. It's not even about oh, yeah. the assets and the loophole. It's just Correct. about how they feel. Ooh, exactly. That's exactly. Mm-hmm. It's an emotional thing. It's not necessarily a rational thing. And so mm-hmm. sometimes when you get to that point in relationship um, or breaking up of a relationship, then you start to just find those things because I'm so hurt emotionally and maybe scarred or wounded, then I'm going to do whatever I can to make you mm-hmm. hurt. And and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, both of you end up hurt. And if you have children, your children are hurt. You know what I'm saying? So right. I, you know, 
although I hadn't, like, thought about it, thought about it like that, I do see the benefits. I mean, I see the pros and the cons, and I can see where, in some cases, some might feel um, some kind of way about it. But I think if you guys can come to an agreement together, have a conversation and talk about why it would be good and why it would not be and, you know, kind of go from there, I think it could work. Yeah, and there's that that one thing, too, that you might even have to have, uh, they call it like an amendment or an addendum to it because Mm -hmm. what if you had a prenup and that helps you with the things prior to and then you get married and then you Mm -hmm. have some things that accumulated during the actual marriage. So it's like, ooh, you know, like how do you go about that because now – they could say that they had part in it to help you or they discovered right. an idea or helped you with something along the lines of that. So that's something you might have to think about, too, in a marriage. Um, mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. after part, like after you have some stuff, you know, you didn't did the deed, already have a prenup in line, but now some other things um, have come into play. I wonder if that's right. in the back of the mind at that time, like, oh, you know what, I need to hurry up and get this amended. And it's hard because you right. don't want to think that way. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to sure. think that way, but you kind of have to, to protect. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yourself. I'm always thinking yeah. about, you know, other parties, too. For you and I, mm-hmm. for an example, whatever, we, we're doing our lovely projects that we have. And just in case I ever got married again, and, mm-hmm. of course, I would want a prenup, but it's not also protecting me. I feel like it has to protect almost you as well. Because we're right. business partners, and in case something goes wrong, that might give that person who I'm with access to half of my percentage of what we have going on, and then that means that they're almost partnered with you. And that ain't what I want. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I want. Uh-uh, you are not going to be partnered in this with my best friend. This is not how this works. No. Exactly. And so <laughs> I'm always thinking yeah. about other people as well. So it doesn't always mm-hmm. just affect the parties at hand that are actually right. married it can affect those that you're affiliated with as well. Mm-hmm. So oh, I don't yeah. know. I think, oh, yeah. yeah. Nowadays, That's the way good, the rates of marriages are, phew, I hate to say it, but they're not lasting long like back in the day. So right. it may be a good thing to have a prenup. Yeah, for sure. Unfortunately. And you brought up a great point of how it could hurt or how it would affect other people, especially with business. And, and you know, when people have, like, family businesses and stuff like that, that they've built together mm-hmm. as a family, and now you married this person and you don't have a prenup and they come in and try to take the things that your family has already built. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. You have to consider the other people in your life that you're connected to because, if you don't, they can kind of be hurt in the um, in the downpour or whatever. And even thinking yes. too about um, student loans, because that's a real thing for most people. Oh yeah, um, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. And the and student loan debt, your credit card debt, any of that stuff um, that you've gained, and even you know when you come together and you've done those things together as a couple um, with debt that's accumulate. Like how does how does that work? You know what I'm saying? You have to, I guess, consider all those things. And that's what I'm, especially with your student loan stuff. Because if you had that going in and then, <laughs> then, then you got divorced, and then is that person responsible for still helping you take care of it if that's something you guys have decided or whatever? You know what I'm saying? So I know. It's, it's almost like, well, do you have a choice? Because I don't know how that works. Because it's almost like for the, the men and, uh, and some women that have to pay child support. 
they don't they have a right to take the spouse's uh money too if they if they um mm-hmm. the main person yeah. doesn't pay up they can come after the spouse right but can you yeah. you can't put that legally because that's the state or the government taking over right can that i wonder if that could be a thing be like uh-uh this is my mm-hmm. prenup be like what <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't do this. <laughs> he agreed. <laughs> Any lawyers out there know the answer. <laughs> I know, right? Well, how does that work? How does that work? Because, you know what? This also brings up um, not only prenup, but you guys, you know, I, I can't say I completely have everything set in stone, but I do know it is very important to have uh, um, a life insurance policy. Um mm-hmm. You know, it, it brings up certain factors like this to have mm-hmm. some foundation. Um, and I'm not talking about just life insurance and you got it through your job. I'm talking about an outside right. source of life insurance that right. if something happens to you, um, things are taken care of. And then the thing you mm-hmm. now have to break down is how you want things delegated. Um, unfortunately, you know, you're on, you know, in the in your deathbed um you know mm-hmm. we're not trying to put yeah. that in the atmosphere but as reality um we all right. will have to go through that transition at some point in time and a lot of people mm-hmm. do not have that or mm. if they do have it things are not delegated to know what to do and then you have a whole family issue regarding that there's no will there's mm-hmm. nothing you just got some money mm-hmm. and the main person that supposedly is close to you is trying to do this and this and that and everybody's coming after their neck um, about right. what's supposed to happen or what you probably may have wanted. And that may not have been your wishes, but it's nothing to contest that either. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. All those things are, like, crucial. And unfortunately, in our communities, they're not really taken um, to heart, I'm finding. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. You know, just, you know, having a will is super important, but then there are other factors that are associated with that because I believe, you know, trust can come into play and you can do certain things that when the when you pass away that you can um, have access to whatever the assets are, you know, quickly. There's all these yes. things, probate and all these things that come into play. So mm-hmm. it's very important that we as a community become more knowledgeable about those things um, and right. not shy away from them. Because I find, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just in the line of work that I do and just having conversations um, with, you know, some of my family members and, you know, having um, older parents and stuff and just like we find that sometimes in our community we like to stick our heads in the sand when it comes Mm -hmm. to talking about death and illness. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you can stick your head in the sand all you want, but at the end of the day, it's going to happen yeah. at some point in time. Mm-hmm. We just don't know when. And so Correct. you have to be prepared for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I agree with you. And nobody we, wants to have that conversation, but it's like you said, it has to be done. Right, yeah. right, right, yeah. And it shouldn't be looked at as a morbid conversation. I think that's the part of the issue with it is looked at like a morbid thing, like you're saying, oh, well, we about to die and we're speaking it into existence. Yeah, no, no that's right. not it. I just believe that you can have wisdom. Um, mm-hmm. about anything that we do, and like like we start off with this prenup, I mean, having wisdom and learning how to protect yourself, but also learning how to protect the people that are there after you or who are connected to you. Exactly, exactly. I think um, everybody should have this conversation. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to have every single little detail um, 
you know, to the TM point, what you're going to be doing right. in your afterlife or what your family is going to have to do in your afterlife, but have some right. sort of foundation. Um, if you have a head person that you know as mm-hmm. of right now and your sound mind and body that you are alert and aware of at this moment, you know, make that yeah. person knowledgeable. Put that in paperwork because um, I'm sure mm-hmm. we, we've all have been through something and it has been some sort of confusion and some some issues um, after, you know, the death of somebody and then it got pushed on you or, you know, a family mm-hmm. member, you be like, oh, gosh, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody absolutely. wants to. You're already in a mourning process. Nobody wants to struggle with that. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and these days there's really um, no excuse not to have it because there are so many different um, options when it comes to having access. Like I used to be a part of um, or invest in, uh, what was it called, Legal Shield. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's the best thing and it's for everybody, but it's almost like a, almost like an insurance policy. You're paying for, for um, attorney um, fees and whatever that you might accumulate along the way. I think they're really well known for like if you get a ticket and then you call whoever your representative is and they help oh, you yeah. take care of that stuff and a lot of people get off. But um they have a lot of other services that include like um writing a will. And it can be a little bit expensive to have someone to um formally do that for you, but I mean there are many other options, many options like Legal Shield and like other things that you could possibly that are not as expensive um, but give you that opportunity to have those things done uh, that Mm -hmm. might, you know, be a benefit to you. So there's no excuse when we look down at it for life insurance, having wills, all of those things. We just have to take the time to do it, you know. Take the time and and follow up and make any corrections or addendums as need to because, baby, let me tell you, for those of you that don't know, I was married at one point in time and um, myself, if should anything had happened to me at that time during the process I was married, of course, would go to my husband, well, my Mm ex-husband. And so it wasn't Mm -hmm. until like a year later I found myself in the hospital for something or whatever happened. And um, something came up with my paperwork or whatever, and it still had him as, like, the Mm -hmm. beneficiary of my stuff. And we had been divorced for, like, a year. And I was like, oh, hell no. Wait a minute. Let me change this. I completely forgot. And I was like, oh, my gosh, if something were to happen to me, you know, his name is still in there. Now, I don't know because we're divorced now, but I had him still named beneficiary because he was my husband. I didn't change it. So I quickly right. had to change that mm. um, because, baby, that would have been a whole no, no, no. Yes, <laughs> yes So man. you have to make sure the corrections are made when life changes um, so things don't go in the wrong hands either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's key, especially like with power okay. of attorney and all that stuff and you in the hospital. And yes. Yes, I've watched too much Lifetime, too much <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh! Uh, to understand know, right? uh, for sure. And I'll I'll say this. Let's add another thing to that. Another layer that if you are delegating um, certain responsibilities to people in your life, talk to them about it. Because yeah. 
the person that you think would be a good per- fit for it may not actually be a good fit in those mm-hmm. certain things because certain people handle things, stress and everything differently. And you don't know yes. how it's going to happen when things happen, especially when it comes to illness and being um, hospitalized and making those life and death um, decisions, you know, those type of yes. things. You have to mm-hmm. talk with that person so you can figure out, is this the right person to that mm-hmm. I should designate as this person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's very important that you do that because I've, I've learned and I've, I'm seeing, I, I, I yes. say I've seen, where people have designated people that really were not a good fit and they could not make decisions because that's just not who they are. They weren't able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so now you have a mess. You don't know what to right. do with the person that's sitting there laying on a ventilator. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just, it brings a whole lot of headache and pain when there was somebody else. And sometimes it may not be a family member. Sometimes it may just be a extremely a good friend or someone who's kind of um, really close to you, but, you know, just not in, in your blood connection, I should say. So Exactly. Have yeah, a conversation with them true. folks, too. <laughs> it's true because you never, like, you don't know the state of mind no matter how strong people portray right. or actually are when it comes Absolutely. to different situations, emergencies right. and hospitalizations and, and things when you're on your deathbed. Those mm-hmm. components change people's feelings. And then you also Absolutely. have to be aware of the, the people that um, put their personal feelings of what they think versus what you right. said Exactly. Um, and too, um, so you have that notion and and mm-hmm. that particular issue as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very interesting how things can go. I've been in not you know situations on my own um, where things went completely smooth because I had a lot of you mm-hmm. know we all have some death in the family, but I've been in a position mm-hmm. where uh, you know a person told me X Y Z, but they're married. Mm-hmm. And everything was kept from their wife. But mm. I was the one with all the knowledge along with their kids. And then when wow. push came to shove, it's like, you know, they're looking like, well, I know before they went on a ventilator, they said this, but he's married, right? And mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm mm-hmm. in a, like an entanglement. This is like, I'm just saying it was my stepfather. Yeah. So he's yeah. married. <laughs> he's married, <laughs> but the, the the information he didn't want to go mm-hmm. to his wife. He wanted to go mm-hmm. either with myself or his children. So can you imagine having to go through that wow. and struggling with the doctors and the nurses because he said X, Y, Z, but not necessarily it's in writing, but the nurses know what he said. I know what he said. His kids know what he said. But then the wife is like, no, nah, I'm the wife. Imagine that. This is mm. what we're saying we want to avoid. <laughs> Wow, exactly. This has to be avoided and and be put in writing some type of way. So even though we got off on the subject, you know, of this, you know, I brought this up, but it all comes into play. Make sure you have a direct path of how you want things to go when it comes to your your assets, Mm -hmm. you know, things that get accumulated within a marriage, um, you know, prenups and and life insurance and wills and all of that. Um, You know, I don't have any children, so I don't know how the whole custody, and I think that's a separate conversation, a separate thing. But when it comes to assets and and money being delegated Mm -hmm. as far as funeral arrangements or just you know, certain things, mm-hmm. you got to have that stuff in writing and in a direct path. So there's no loopholes. Everything is airtight. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. But, you know, some people do see their children as assets. And so, you know, they might try <laughs> to move them in there. But, 
Ain't that one, for sure. <laughs> Love Ray Ray finna go to but, his, let me stop. <laughs> um, but no, I, I agree. And I, I know people are like, oh, how do you get from a prenup to a will to all those things? But what we're basically trying to boil, boil it down to is, like you said, really protecting yourself, protecting yourself mm-hmm. and protecting the people that you're connected to. Um, before marriage, after marriage, in life, you know, afterlife is is really boiled down to how can I um, be a good, you know, daughter, mother, sister, Mm -hmm. friend, cousin, whatever, wife, how can I do that to the best of my ability? And one of those things is to prepare, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. Friend, I'm going to throw you a curveball. I'm going to throw you a curveball. You ready? Mm. Okay. So those of you that don't know, my friend, um, you know, has a little bit of ministry up up under her belt, pastoral services up under her belt. I want to know your biblical thoughts about prenup. I don't know because you you listen. I Mm. I love the Lord, but I'll be knowing them rare words all up in the Bible. (laughs) I don't know if there's anything about that in the Bible, but um, she would probably possibly know if there is, but that's not the question. My question is from a biblical perspective. I wonder how those out there would perceive a prenup. Mm, um, it's very interesting. Because, yeah, yeah, that's not well, because when you go into something like that, it's a little bit different, that kind of way, somewhat. <laughs> it is. I mean, so it's a, it's a hard question. So I don't know the complete answer when it comes to prenup because I've never necessarily read our terminology of prenup in in the mm-hmm. Bible per se, I do know that the the culture at that point in time, or that's presented through through the Bible, um, that culture was a lot different. So what we deem as marriage and how it it transpired um, was not mm-hmm. necessarily that in biblical terms. So it's a little okay. bit different, and so it does involve contract for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I think it, the wording and the definitions are are slightly different. So I can't okay. completely answer that question. I do know, like I said, there are contracts that are concerned. Um, marriage was definitely something different. And honestly, okay, so <laughs> some theologians, all that kind of stuff, it could be debate, all these different things that marriage is not necessarily mentioned like we um, – like we mentioned in the original scriptures and things of that nature. So that's a whole nother subject. But anyway. Uh, they were um, giving donkeys, donkeys and jewels and gold. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. There was dowries, all those different things. But that's, again, that culture. And a lot of that still uh-huh. reigns true in, in, in certain um, cultures. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Today. And so it's just in, in the Jewish culture, for sure, like it's, it's a different um, type thing because once you were a person's betrothed or fiancé, then you're basically responsible for that person. Like if, if mm. anybody goes back and looks at, you know, just, um, for example, Mary, the mother of Jesus and um, Joseph, right? Um, mm-hmm. She was betrothed to Joseph, which means that she was basically his responsibility. It was kind of like they were married, but they weren't married yet, they according to our yeah. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why I said it's a little bit different in, in terminology and what, how those things happen. So that's a really, really good um, 
thing that you don't baby that just appeared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for I well, was looking at that. I was like, she had a whole baby, a baby that just popped up too. She did so a whole one. <laughs> oh God, now that's a good subject. Maybe that'll be one you of know? our discussions. What if your baby mama, your son fiance came up to you and was like, hey, by the way, I'm pregnant, (laughs) but I'm a virgin. But I'm a virgin. That thing. You know, like, oh, my God. Mm. Um, Well, I'll say this. I'll say it like this. I've never known another man because I know even with virgins, that's a different meeting as well from back then. So anyway. But yeah, that would be a, a, an interesting conversation. <laughs> that should we might need to write that down, put that down somewhere <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> I would love to know what people are thinking about right about I now, know. <laughs> for sure. And if there are others that have, um, you know, um, perspectives when it comes to the biblical perspective of prenup or whatever, I know I didn't give a definite answer. I'm just kind of throwing things out. Um, but yeah, hey. Let us know. We're Let us know. Let hear. us know for real. For real. <laughs> but one thing of importance, we are serious because, of, you know, mm-hmm. 2020 has taught, I know myself, but I'm sure a lot of others, so yeah. many things. And, yeah. um, you know, insurance is something that is, is necessary, um, but life insurance is also of importance and a separate life insurance policy from um, your job or your employment is definitely something of importance. And, you know, they have so mm-hmm. many um, different avenues and, and low costs that you can yeah. pay on a monthly basis and things like that. Um, it doesn't mm-hmm. hurt to look into it if you haven't done so already, um, just because we, a lot of people have lost their jobs. And if you lost your yep. job and you had all of your services of, um, you know, insurance and all that kind of stuff through your job and they're not helping you or paying you any type of way or there's mm-hmm. no continuance, you're stuck. Unless you mm-hmm. were, unless you had an outside source, um, mm-hmm. and so I definitely encourage people to look into that. Um, and yes, you know, I'm not pushing a prenup on anybody, but I think for my sake, if I was to get married again, um, it's definitely something that. I, and I'm not saying I, I'm a, I'm not even a thousandaire at this point, but I'm just saying because right. of the things that I know and I'm manifesting, and I know that Brandy mm-hmm. and I have, and what we want mm-hmm. to move forward. Um, I don't want that taken away in case things go wrong. You just never know what happens, and you yeah. have to be on board and, you know, um, cover yourself. <clears throat> cover yourself accordingly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, you got to make sure that, you know, like I've repeated, but, you know, previously is that you have to make sure everything is airtight. Um, and so, yeah, I, I protect – I'm a protector. So, yeah, I want to protect myself, mm-hmm. but I'm also protecting others um, as Absolutely. well because um, – you don't want things to go crazy if something was to occur. Yeah. 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 You're absolutely right. And, guys, make sure you read. Read. Okay. Read and read. And I'm not just talking about books, but I'm talking about read the fine print because you, you brought out a great point with this whole COVID thing. Man, if you really look into some of those life insurance policies, they say, yeah, they cover you unless it's a natural disaster. Mm. This would be considered, or a pandemic, because they specifically mm-hmm. say it in there. Mm-hmm. So just FYI, read your stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's all about protection. Exactly. That's, that's it. It's protection. It, for sure. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget, on the 1st and the 15th of every month, we'll be uploading a new conversation. Be sure to follow at Bessie's podcast on Instagram. Like, tag a friend, and turn on your notifications. 
If you have any topics you would like for us to discuss, click the email link in our bio on Instagram.